Welcome to the What is Stoicism podcast. Anxiety can be a full-time occupation of gale force worry. That's Matt Hague's description from his book, Reasons to Stay Alive. And listen, from personal experience, it rings true. It can occupy days and weeks with fear and then leave you regretting the time you wasted. You dread the future and then end up getting caught in the past. The cliched remedy for this, the one we've all heard probably, is of course to live in the moment. But what does that even mean? There's a quote by Jim Carrey of all people that I think describes it quite well. Quote, If you aren't in the moment, you're either looking forward to uncertainty or back to pain and regret. End quote. Don't know about you, but that makes a lot of sense to me. And to help us stay in the moment, the Stoics recommended specific attitudes towards the past and the future. We should learn from the past, but ultimately let it go. And we should periodically consider the bad things that can happen in the future to either prevent them or soften the blow if they do occur. But we shouldn't ultimately obsess over all these uncertain events in the future. It sounds flippant, maybe even a bit insulting to suggest that if we just let go of the past it will never cross our minds again, but I think the advice can help if we rationalise it a bit more. As Matt Haig says, accept, don't fight things, feel them. Tension is about opposition. Relaxation is about letting go. The Latin phrase amor fati conveys this sentiment in an even stronger manner, promoting not just the acceptance but the love of one's fate. I'm going to include a link in the show notes to a straightforward explanation of Amor Fati and step-by-step instructions on how you can apply it. If being fatalistic about the past is difficult, considering future problems is certainly easier, too easy perhaps for someone with anxiety. The Stoics called it premeditatio malorum, premeditation of evils. Today it's also known as negative visualization. Formalizing, even scheduling our worries in this way gives us a sense that they're being dealt with and can ease the negative self-chatter that sparks up at inconvenient times. Again, I'll include a link in the show notes where you can see a straightforward explanation of negative visualization and how to practically apply it. So if these attitudes help us deal with the past and the future, what about the present? How do we minimize the impact of anxiety right now? To put it simply, I think it's by taking a step. One step today another one tomorrow, and so on. Where do the steps lead? Towards something you're anxious about doing, or away from what you need to let go of. One step is fortification for a future attempt at doing the scary thing or letting go of the regretted thing. However slight the related reduction of anxiety is, it's still a reduction. Can you start to practice Amor Fati or Premeditatio Malorum regularly in a manageable way? Can you take one step forward today? The impediment to action becomes part of the action, wrote Marcus Aurelius. The obstacle in our way becomes the way forward, and so it is with anxiety. In Walter Isaacson's biography of Leonardo da Vinci, he describes the painter's use of a technique called chiaroscuro. Quote, From the Italian for light-dark, chiaroscuro is the use of contrasts of light and shadow, for achieving three-dimensional volume in a two-dimensional drawing or painting. End quote. To me, this feels like an apt metaphor for life, an encouragement for taking those first steps that we talked about before. To appreciate fully the good times we often need to endure 
practice acceptance of the bad times, the light and dark. But apart from building up resilience, what else can we do to quieten the beating drum of anxiety? For Matt Haig, it's all about slowing down. Quote, Anxiety runs your mind at fast forward rather than normal play speed. So addressing that issue of mental pace might not be easy, but it works. Anxiety takes away all the commas and full stops we need to make sense of ourselves. End quote. Slowing down is adding that punctuation back in. For me, anything that provides relief from checking social media, responding to emails and reading breaking news feels like freedom from a noisy world. You may have your own ways of slowing down, but here are some ideas if you'd like to try them. Yoga, ASMR, journaling, meditation, reading fiction, and generally not watching or reading the news. So although resilience and self-care are important, that isn't to say that we shouldn't seek help from others when needed. And interestingly, cognitive behavioural therapy, a common anxiety treatment, is fundamentally similar to stoicism in its approach. CBT is a talking therapy that looks at things like logic, acceptance and control to manage problems by changing the way someone thinks. The principles draw greatly from the teachings of Epictetus, who spread the idea that our thoughts about events have a greater impact on us than the events themselves. Couple that with his assertion that we should only concern ourselves with things that are within our control, and we have two very powerful attitudes to help us cope with anxiety. CBT seeks to improve our ability to distinguish between the things we can and can't control and thereby make it easier to accept our circumstances, love our fate and obsess less over the future. For those interested in learning more, The Philosophy of CBT is a book by psychotherapist Donald Robertson and it details how much CBT owes its philosophical origins to the Stoics. So we'll give the final word to the great Leonardo. Like him, we have the option to see things as we wish. The option to interpret events positively and not have our anxious thoughts about events harm us more than the events themselves. This may not solve everything, but it's a good foundation from which to start. Quote, If the painter wishes to see beauties that charm him, it lies within his power to create them. And if he wishes to see monstrosities that are frightful, buffoonish, or ridiculous, or pitiable, he can be lord thereof. End quote. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the What is Stoicism podcast. If you'd like to support the show, please consider taking a second to leave a rating and a review. It's a good way to let me know you're getting value from the content and it helps more people discover the show. I appreciate your support. Thanks so much. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, I recommend checking out the Stoic Handbook podcast by John Brooks. It's one I've been a fan of myself for a while. It has great reviews. John publishes regular episodes that are always filled with practical wisdom and it's available on all the usual podcast platforms. You can also find it on the web at stoichandbook.buzzsprout.com. Thanks again for listening.